Good morning. It's time for our cool conversation. I'm George Plummer. With us today, we have Lori Meyer. She's with the Department of Human Services and the Foster Care Program. Lori, good morning. Good morning. Great to have you on the show. We've got a lot to talk about. And before we do that, we want to thank our sponsors today, which include Stanley Systems and our friends at Community Bank of Oklahoma at its locations in Chickasha, Verdon, and Newcastle. Lori, again, thanks for being with us. And you've been on the show before, but it's been a while. It has uh, been a while. But, uh, thanks we wanted, for having me. You bet. We want to talk about uh, the foster care program and uh, your involvement with that and how folks can help you guys out. That's great. I appreciate it because we really do need some help. So uh, we met last week at the uh, Kids Kites and Frights at we Anadarko. Very nice event. It was a great and, event, yeah. And uh, good to see families together. And we want more of that. We, we do. really do. We do. And uh, talk about the foster care program and exactly what it is. Okay. Well, with foster care in um, DHS, it's basically foster care is um, providing a temporary home for children who, for whatever reason, are unable to safely live with their birth families. Usually it's due to abuse or neglect. And when this happens, we depend on some amazing people to step up and say they are willing to to help us to provide temporary homes where the children can thrive and feel safe. So, um, you know, ultimately, our goal is for children to be able to return to their home. And so a foster parent's role is to support the children placed in their care and the children's family um, in the hopes of being able to um, help those children return home. And when you say temporary, that could be a couple of weeks. It could be several months, right? It could be several years. Yes, absolutely. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, lots of great families uh, do that, and they go through some formal training, correct? There is some training. There's some initial training. Um, prior to a family being approved, they have to complete a 27-hour training class, which we provide and get them all enrolled in. And then they com- do an additional 12 hours each year that they continue to foster. All right. And uh, they, they go through some background checks, I'm guessing, and all that? And, yeah. As a part of the assessment process, um, that's some stuff that we work through with them. We get their get their background checks done um, before we start the home study process. And about how long does it take once you get would uh, you apply and once they get accepted? How long does that take? Right. You? Well, um, that can vary. Um, if someone is interested in applying right now, like this week, we could potentially have them approved in time for them to start taking children at the holidays, which would be amazing, um, being able to take a child before Christmas. So that's, that is a possibility, um, 60 days. Sometimes it's a little longer, sometimes it's a little shorter, depending on how quickly they work through their training and, um, Sometimes background checks take a little longer. If they've lived in another state, for example, in the last five years, then we have to do additional checks, and that can stretch it out. But we try and get it done within 60 days if we can. Uh, lots of kids, too, in foster care. Let's talk about some numbers. Okay, let's talk about some numbers. And there are lots of kids. Um, there are about 6,700 children in custody in the custody of the state um, across the state. But the numbers are a little um, specifically with regard to Grady and Caddo counties. There are about 125 children in custody in just those two counties. Um, And currently we only have 13 foster homes, 13 DHS traditional foster homes in Grady and Caddo counties combined. So because we don't have enough foster homes in those two counties, of those 125 children, 88 of them are placed in other counties. And um, 
also because of the low numbers, we also have to sometimes separate siblings. So of those 125, 32 of them are separated from their siblings. You love to, love to keep the kids together, and uh, if you do, you don't want to be too far away, but uh, a lot of times that can't be helped out. So if, if you like a lot of kids, you know, <laughs> that's right. a good thing, right? Absolutely, yeah. So, yeah, we do try to, when, when children come into custody, we make every effort to place them with a family member um, who's able to care for them. But if that doesn't happen, then we are looking at foster homes and we try to place them in the same county where they live so that they can be in the same school system, so that they can be near to their families and have visitation and um, those kind of things. So anytime that we can place them in their same community, that makes things so much better for the kids. Right. And if you can't, uh, it's, it's good to have a, a, a sibling with them so they feel comfortable with them, you know. Right. Uh, Right. Make the adjustment a little bit easier, I, I would think. Right. Well, when you think about it, your relationship with your siblings is the longest relationship that you're going to have throughout your life. You're going to have a relationship with your siblings longer than with your parents, longer than with your spouse. So that sibling relationship is huge. And so we really do want to keep siblings together anytime that we can, because it does reduce the trauma that they experience as a result of going into foster care. Give us some age ranges if you have for the kids in foster care. I know they're zero to seventeen, right? They are. They're zero to seventeen, um, and we need we need homes that are willing to take any ages. I will say that in Grady and Caddo counties, we ha- actually have the high the highest number of our children is age zero to five which is a little surprising for some people, but um, that is our biggest need right now is ages zero to five. I think over half of our children are age zero to five. And is there uh, children you have more difficulty with finding a home? Um, I mean, it's always more difficult to find homes for for children with developmental disabilities, children with um, behavioral needs, um, and children who are teenagers. But... um, when children experience trauma, they tend to have more special needs because they're going to act out as a result of the trauma. And um, so foster parents need to be prepared to, to prepared to deal with that. But these are just kids, just like any other kids. And kids go through times. Right. And, uh, of course, help is available uh, for the foster parents Absolutely. should they need them. Absolutely. And uh, some counseling for the kids, I'm guessing, right? Yeah. Most, most of our kids are in counseling at some point to help them to deal with what they've been through. So, and yeah, we provide services, supports to our, to our foster parents as well. So do you, I'm sure you or somebody from DHS do home visits? We do. Right. How often? We do. Well, um, initially we do, we do an initial home visit as a part of the assessment process and kind of let the family know if there are things that they may need to do to, um, with regard to safety. We're assessing for safety. I'm not wearing white gloves. I'm not checking for dust on top of your refrigerator. So, you know, we're looking for safety. So we may need you to, for example, um, have a fire extinguisher. That's one of the requirements. So thing, things that are regard to safety. So we assess that for safety. Um, and then as a part of the home study, someone will come to the home at least twice, um, interviewing and gathering information and talking with the family. Um, and then after they're approved, they will have at least monthly contact with a caseworker. Some of those are visits and some of those are phone calls. Thanks for spending part of your weekend with us on The Cool Conversation. 
Lori Myers is with us with the DHS Foster Care Program. Uh, Lori, what are the requirements for families? Do they have to have separate bedrooms for the foster kids, or how does what what are some of those? Okay, that's a great question. Um, they foster children do not have to have a separate bedroom from the children who also live in the home. It depends on the situation. So an infant ages zero to 12 months can actually sleep in a crib in the foster parent's bedroom up until 12 months. At the age of 12 months, then they do have to move out of the foster parent's bedroom if that's what the foster parent, if the foster parents choose to have the infant in the bedroom and they don't have to. But at 12 months, they do have to leave the foster parent's bedroom and go into another bedroom. Children ages zero through six can share a bedroom with either gender. So if you have a boy and a girl who are a three and five, they can actually share a bedroom. But once one of them reaches the age of seven, then they have to have a separate bedroom because of their gender. But um, other than that, so children seven and older have to be in a room with only the same gender. All right. uh, Do they have to go with the kids to counseling or anything like that or... Everything varies um, on a case-by-case basis. Um, Each child will have a caseworker that's assigned to them that will be there to support, to provide transportation if needed. We do, um, a lot of our foster parents are working during the day, and so they're not able to provide that transportation to counseling. When they are able to, that's a great benefit, and we appreciate that. And um, so we just kind of work with families on a one-on-one basis and see what works for them. And you don't have to be a married couple to have foster kids, right? You do not. Um, We have foster parents who are married, of course. We have foster parents who are single. We have foster parents who are in a same in a relationship together but are not married we have same-sex foster parents um so we have all different kinds of families because all kinds of families work so um we just assess you based on um your individual abilities to meet the needs of the children just want to love on the kids absolutely make sure they're taken care of provide a safe home yes all right and uh thing of it is is again it's temporary and you've had a lot of success uh in reuniting uh, the, the kids with their their biological families we have and that is our goal um, it is in the best interest of children to be with their families anytime that we're able to ensure that that can happen safely so um, in the past fiscal year in fiscal year 2021 20, um, about almost 1900 children were safely reunified with their birth families after correcting the conditions that led to their removal um, And so, you know, reunification ensures that the children maintain their long-term relationships with their families, and that's one of our overall goals. And and a family, do they get a choice of whether they want to accept a certain child or not, or how does that work? Yeah, when we're assessing a family, um, we, we give them a form to fill out, and they indicate what age range they would be interested in, what gender they would be willing to accept. And then there's a checklist of lots of different conditions, um, medical conditions and behavioral conditions, because we want families to have children that they are comfortable working with. They're best able to care for children if it's something that's in their comfort zone. So yeah, we absolutely work with foster parents and um, find out what their strengths are and what their comfort is, and that's what we're that's what we try to place there. Right. Are there some uh, financial benefits uh, for the foster families? 
foster families do receive a reimbursement each month for the for the care that they're providing for the children. It's not considered income, but um, we do have a range of payments. Maybe some clothing and things like that, or it kind of depends. There are there are certainly supports that we can um, that we can draw on, especially when children first initially enter the placement. They may need additional clothing, and so we can absolutely help with that. Generally, the clothing is expected to come out of, as part of the reimbursement that we that we provide for the families. All right, and if folks are interested in uh, helping out, how can they reach out? Well, they can absolutely call me at any time. My name is Lori Myers, and I can be reached by phone at 405-933-7346, or they can go to our website and go to okfosters.org, and they can apply directly online. And uh, they can, in any county, doesn't matter if it's Tulsa County or Woodward County or... That's right. You can go to, go to the website and you can apply regardless of what county, and then you would be assigned to a caseworker in that area so that they could work with you closely through the process. Right. Uh, you could be an older older family. That's, yes. That's fine. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, every All of our foster parents, as a part of the assessment process, complete a medical exam. And so if your doctor feels that, that you're safely able to care for children, then we will go with that because they are, they're the ones that have that relationship with you. So, yeah, we don't discriminate based on age. Right. Uh, and a big need for Native American families to be foster families, right? There is, especially in Grady and Caddo counties. We have a really high Native American population. And um, of the 125 children that are in custody in Grady and Caddo counties, 53 of them are Native American children. And we have very few Native American foster homes. So we really want to be able to connect those children with their culture. So if you know of any Native American families that are interested, um, that's one of the areas that I'm really trying to focus on this year. Lori, I want to thank you for coming in and spending some time with us. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Lori. And again, yeah, let me give my phone number sure. one more time yeah. if I can. You can reach me by phone at 405-933-7346 or go to okfosters.org. Lori Myers with us on our Cool Conversation program today. Again, thanks to her for bringing on the show, for being on the show. And also a big thanks to our Cool Conversation sponsors, Community Bank of Oklahoma, and its locations in Chickasha, Verdon, and Newcastle, along with Stanley Systems.